You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good, good. Monday, as we record this, you guys are listening on Tuesday, but Monday, sadly, the last day of the football weekend. There's NFL tonight with the Packers and Lions. Everybody listening already knows how it turned out. I'm rooting against the Packers because they don't have any Alabama dudes. Yeah, I think that's uh, – and they kind of – they they gave Eddie Lacy an eating disorder. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe he already had that or whatever. I don't know. They cut J.K. Scott. What the hell, man? Boy, you got to be a heartless bastard to cut J.K. Scott. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, he's the Mother Teresa of punters. Um, if the Falcons are having open tryouts for a punter, uh, I would assume J.K.'s agent will have him there in Atlanta punting balls. Certainly wouldn't be the first time he's punted balls in that dome or in that well, city. Well, Lord knows the Falcons can use a damn punter because that guy's going to get worked <laughs> into de- work to death. Um, get tra- Charlie horses. Jimmy, I want to start off today. We could talk about Alabama and the NFL, um, and I think I will start there. I'm just, I just did an audible. All right, Jimmy, I'm going to Omaha this thing. I'm going to call an audible right now. I was, I've got a question that I think we need to answer, but I can't not talk about this because it really this popped into my head. Derrick Henry yesterday. Um, he's on my fantasy team, by the way. Um, nice. He, slow start to the day. I was watching. I watched most of that game. Slow start, and I just kept thinking, you know, Tennessee, stick with him. Don't let the don't let the Seahawks lull you into thinking that you need to pass to catch up immediately. Don't do that. Keep keep using Henry. And lo and behold, they did. And as soon as he broke the seal to get that t- first touchdown, it's like it it changed the way he was running. And all of a sudden now, people don't want to tackle him. And I think the other thing about Derrick Henry is he's so big, and he's incredibly fast too. But I think that as it's not just as the game wears on, people don't want to tackle him. I think as the season goes on, people don't want to tackle him. They're like, you know, they're starting to get beat up. They're like, I don't want to tackle him. It's a business decision. It is a business decision. It's a business decision. decision. So here's my question. Is Derrick Henry underappreciated by not just Alabama fans, but I'm talking about college football fans in general because – and I didn't have time to look up the stats before we started cutting this. Why isn't he mentioned in the same breath as a Bo Jackson, Herschel Walker? Why isn't he? He holds the SEC record for uh, single season record for yardage. He, I think he holds the single season record for touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he's won a Heisman. He's gone over 2,000 yards in high school, uh, college, and pro. Um, he's the baddest mofo in the NFL right now, uh, at least at running back. And and he hadn't had the injuries, and he didn't have the underwhelming performances in the NFL like Herschel did. He didn't have the injuries like Bo Jackson did in the NFL. He can't hit a baseball like Bo Jackson. I'm not trying to say Derrick Henry is a better athlete than Bo. That's not true. I am trying to say Derrick Henry is at least as good of a running back. I don't think that's nothing. There is evidence, plenty of evidence, that he is as good or better than Bo Jackson on the field, on the football field in both High school, in all high school, college, and the NFL. That's true. I, I think it's this. Everything you say is exactly right. I think it's two things. It's the devaluation of the running back position. 
for whatever reason, it just doesn't get the glory or the attention that it did when we were growing up in the 80s, even into the 90s. Uh, the running back was almost on equal terms with the quarterback in terms of the glamour position on the football field, and uh, and that's changed. And with that devaluation has also come the explosion of offense. Rushing for 2,000 yards 20 years ago was like climbing Mount Everest. It was like a number that's just unreachable or only, you know, it, it had only been done by so few. And now I think there are so many yards and points People grow numb to achievements in terms of a ton of yards and a ton of points and a ton of touchdowns. People are sort of numb to it because of all the scoring at all the levels of football, high school, college, and the NFL. And I think when you combine the devaluation of the position and the devaluation of offensive production, uh, it just takes such a huge number now to impress people that uh, that's why Derrick Henry does not get the respect that he has earned. And, and, and frankly, one day, I wonder, I wonder if one day there will be a discussion of, is Derrick Henry the best running back in high school history, the best running back in college history, and the best running back in NFL history? I think one day that could be a legitimate discussion. And uh, wow. That's pretty incredible. And yeah, he is the SEC leader uh, single season, by the way, uh, with like 2,200 plus yards. And the next best is Leonard Fournette with 1,900 and something. They did it in the same year, which is kind of odd. Also, here's the other thing. Bo Jackson's best year for touchdowns was 1985 with 17. Derrick Henry had 28. Now, Derrick Henry played more games because of the college football playoff, the SEC championship game. But I would also say that Derrick Henry played in an era where the emphasis was on the quarterback versus the running back, where Bo Jackson played an era where it was hand the ball to Bo and get the hell out of the way. I'd be willing to bet if Derrick Henry played back then, his stats would be, I mean, at least similar to Bo Jackson's because Bo was a big dude you didn't want to hit either. I'm not trying to take a thing away from Bo Jackson. I don't want any Auburn fan or anybody thinking I'm trying to take something away from Bo Jackson. I think he's fantastic. I also just think that, um, sometimes you can have recency bias both ways. You can say, yeah, but you know, you always say that guy wasn't this guy. Um, I don't know. I, I'm telling you, Henry is proving everybody wrong all the time. And boy, the Titans got to feel like a sack full of dumbasses for signing DeMarco Murray that year when they had Henry and like, you've got Derrick Henry. Why are you worried about DeMarco Murray? I mean, that was a few years ago, but just, you know, and who knows, maybe he wouldn't have been as good as a rookie or whatever. I, I tend to think he would have. Um, anyway, I just I think Derrick Henry needs more love from literally everybody. Um, all he does is put the work in. He's not a guy that just shows up and out talents everybody. He's a, a dude that also puts in an incredible amount of work. And I think that um, he needs more love from everybody, from me included. And I'm trying to give it to him right now. So, Derrick, if you're listening, we love you, man. Um, Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leader in college sports daily fantasy. It offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid majors you might not have even heard of. All of our users that deposit should get a, you, you'll get a, a, a bonus. I'm waiting on the code to come in, but I believe it's locked on. We have not gotten the code yet. I believe it's locked on. Try locked on, and you should get a deposit match up to $100. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, 
and you can win 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus whatever their numbers are. It's There's an app. Uh, there's a website. All you got to do is line up. And, I mean, uh, log in, line up, do your thing. And, um, man, it's fantastic. It's awesome. Prize picks, lots of fun. You will absolutely love it. Give it a shot. Go to prizepicks.com or download their app. Then there's Rock Auto. All the parts your car will ever need, Rock Auto. It's awesome. You know it's awesome. I think that's the way the rest of that jingle goes. I'm not sure. You know how sometimes you got like extended cuts from songs? Maybe that's the rest of the Rock Auto song. We just don't know it. But Rock Auto has everything you need for all the parts your car will ever need. And look, you save time, you save money when you're using Rock Auto. Why would you want to spend like 50 to 100% more from the same, getting the same parts? Look, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump. I, nobody knows this about Honda Odyssey fuel pumps like I do, but I know they're like $353 from the chain store. From Rock Auto, they're $216. Saving you boatloads of cash is what Rock Auto does. Go there, check them out. You'll love them. RockAuto.com. And the how'd you hear about them? How'd you hear about them or us or whatever it is they got up there? Right, Locked On. We'd appreciate that. RockAuto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. All right, Jimmy, back to uh, modern day football in the collegiate realm. Um, first of all, oh, Southeastern Conference just released the players of the week. Let me see who did what there. Let me see if I can. Oh, uh... I doubt there's an Alabama dude on there. <laughs> Let me tell you what it ain't. <laughs> on the defense. I don't I'm even think on, on the offense. Maybe bright, but not really. No, it's not. It's, no, God, no. It's gonna. It's gonna be Matt Corral. I mean, that's got to be. Oh, I mean, that's that's the easy one, right? I guess the only thing is that diminishes it for me. I'm not sure about giving SEC Player of the Week. You know, when you do it against not an SEC team, not even another Power Five team. And I'm not saying that Corral wasn't spectacular, but you know, Tulane. So, yeah, but I'm sure he is the Player of the Week. His numbers were just too ridiculous. They were ridiculous, and and they were ridiculous from my perspective because I'm scared shitless of him now. Um, He was player of the week, and here's something weird that is going to blow you away. Will Anderson, co-defensive player of the week. Whoa. Um, I mean, I give him a nod based on how hard it was to to, to fight through the knee pain. I think we saw him limp off the field. I'm sure his knee had swelled uh, after all that activity. Uh, and, 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 you know, and he made some plays. I saw him, you know, one play fight through a double team and still make the play. I mean, he's still an impressive player, but I would say this. I've seen Will Anderson play a bunch of football games now, and uh, I would not rank that near the top of, 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 Agreed. of Will Anderson performances. And speaking it was, it of the fine. D. It was fine, but it wasn't great. Speaking of the D, where's our alpha? I mean, Jimmy, we spent all summer, you and I, I mean, just hyping up the defense like this could be Saban's best defense ever. It really could be yada, yada, yada. I'm going to call myself out. I, I overshot the runway here. And here's one of the reasons. Number one, we don't have an alpha. We, we would love to think Will Anderson is it. I think we forget that he's a true sophomore. And maybe he just isn't ready for that role yet. And there's, there's no shame in that. Please don't think that. But um, it's not going to be somebody necessarily in the secondary. We kind of hoped it would be Josh Joe, but I don't know that he – we talked about that in the summer, like that doesn't seem like his role. Um, and then I started thinking about defensive linemen. You know, we've had a, a nice little run of defensive linemen that were, you know, that sort of stood up and did their thing. Uh, Jonathan Allen being the, the poster child. But li- listen to these, our defensive line recruiting. These are straight defensive tackles from the last three classes. Uh, Ishmael Sopcher, who's gone. 
obviously. Byron Young, who did make a nice play in the Florida game. I think they ended up scoring anyway, but he made a nice play. DJ Dale, who also made a nice play, but it was almost by accident uh, in that game. And DJ Dale also feels like he's been at Alabama longer than Lorenzo Whammy Ward to me. And I think he's only a junior. Is that right? Correct. Oh, my God. True junior. Okay. He's got like, he's got like three more years. <laughs> uh, then there's Tim Smith, who I, I got it again. I feel like he's underwhelmed a little bit so far based on his potential. And I'm not trying to cut him down. I want people to understand. I expect greatness out of him because I know it's there because I've seen some of it. So I'm expecting him to be better. And I feel like why me better? Um, Jamarian Latham, who again is played, but I mean, I wouldn't say he stood out. Uh, Jamil Burroughs, who again is played, but not stood out. Um, Damon Payne. I don't even know if he's played yet. Moncal Goodwine and Tim Keenan. I, I mean, we need one of these guys to step up and grab a hold of that defensive tackle room by the shirt collar, all of them collectively, and say, we're about to, we're about to break some shit, and who's coming with me? You know? I agree that the defensive line play has been underwhelming as a whole, and the only guy in the defensive line group I would give a gold star to in terms of, well, he's having a pretty good year, is Phil Mathis, who I think has played – pretty well every single week, even including this week. I think he was one of the few standouts on the defense this week. Um, But he's played well all three weeks. No one else has consistently played well on the defensive line, and some guys have flat out disappeared like Justin Aboigby. But this is crucial, and I think too many people are are missing this, and, and it'll be interesting to see if this changes this week. But we also talked all summer about the very strong possibility that Alabama in its nickel defense, which they employ on over 70% of all snaps, over seven of every 10 snaps, Alabama is in their nickel personnel package. Over the years, under Nick Saban, that means three defensive linemen, that's three of Freddie's guys, and one outside linebacker, one of Sal's guys. Well, Alabama was so deep and good at outside linebacker, and we play so many spread teams We thought there was a strong possibility, and we were correct, that Alabama would switch to what they call nickel rabbits, meaning that the outside guys, both of them, would be outside linebackers instead of just one of them like in the past. And sure enough, against Miami, that was how Alabama played, and Alabama pretty much has played exclusively through three games nickel rabbits. What that means is there's not three defensive linemen on the field means the majority of the game. In fact, eight of every 10 snaps, there are only two defensive linemen in the game. That obviously is going to cut down on the amount of plays that defensive linemen make and cut down on their stats because there's only two of them on the field instead of three. So I think to some extent that explains some of Alabama fans' questions about, well, where the hell is Dale? Where the hell is Aboigby? Where the hell is... Is LeBron Ray, where the hell is – well, there's – when you only play two at a time, that's a lot fewer snaps than, than what they used to play. So I think that's been an issue with the production. Now, should those two guys, whoever's out there, be playing better than they are? Yes. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about betonline.com, betonline.ag. I said betonline.com. That is wrong. It is betonline.ag, 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 .ag, .ag. 
Go to betonline.ag, get your bet in, bet on anything you want to bet on. You can use promo code locked on, get 100% bonus. You will absolutely love this website. Tons of fun. You can play poker. You can play blackjack. You can bet on college football. You can bet on college football futures. You can have prize picks and betonline.ag and just be making money hand over fist while you're listening to our podcast. That's what you want to do at betonline.ag. You can also bet on reality TV. I don't know how you do that. They do. I don't. It's not go to loop.com. It is betonline.ag.com. No, there's no.com. Betonline.ag. Boy, I hope they don't use this live read as an example of how never to do a live read at some professional conference. But they might. <laughs> but it is still betonline.ag is where you want to go to get that bet in. All right, Jimmy, one final thing here. And I think tomorrow we'll spend a lot of time talking about the NFL. And I guess by then we'll know the TV time for the Ole Miss game. We're doing this Monday morning, so we don't know it about yet. But, you know, what? probably the greatest player debate right now is Slade versus JoJo, which sounds like the world's worst breakdancing battle. (laughs) I got my money on JoJo, y'all. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to be surprised. We find out that Slade can really cut a rug. I bet Slade can dance his ass off. Um, But anyway, listen, that's where I'd have my money. Look, the the drop in the end zone is what it is. And if I'm not mistaken, we scored a touchdown on that drive anyway. So, okay. But you can't – the optics of dropping that touchdown will be forever ingrained in Alabama fans' minds. That image of him dropping that pass and then clapping, you know, like people do after they drop a pass, that that's what Alabama fans are going to remember. He can just about, it's going to be really tough to erase that because from henceforth, whether the ball is thrown five yards out of bounds, people will be like, he just can't catch. Remember that drop in the end zone in the Florida game? And I'm not saying Saban should uh, determine personnel moves based on who some of our fans think can and cannot play. But I also think it's pretty clear to me now that I would have JoJo returning punts. I would also have JoJo in his slot. And I don't mean that as a shot at Slade. I just feel like JoJo Earl probably brings a little bit more to the table. And I would like for Slade to maybe embrace the, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that catch out of my mind or lack or drop or whatever you want to call it. I'm going to put that out of my mind. And I'm going to become Mr. Reliable. I'm going to become the true jackknife that that uh, the um, who's the guy from Clemson whose name I shall not speak, I guess, who plays for Oakland now that caught the national touchdown, national championship mm-hmm. touchdown pass against us. What's his name, Jimmy? Hunter. Oh, Hunter Renfro. I thought Hunter you were Renfro. not saying his name. I thought you were not <laughs> saying his name so as to not invoke him like some sort of candy man thing. <laughs> If you say Hunter Renfro in front of a mirror three times, a white guy comes in your bathroom and steals your toothpaste. Is that what happens? I think a white guy appears and converts a third and seven. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I want Slade to become that guy. But see, I I think, man, there's got to be a repercussion well, there's got to be some kind of consequence for dropping that pass. And I, and I think we've got to – I don't want to penalize the guy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, like, kick him off the team. But I am saying 
okay, maybe he wasn't ready for that particular role just yet. And let's give it to JoJo and let's see what happens. And then Slade still has a, a valuable position on the team. Don't get me wrong. Um, gosh, yeah, I, I think I think a thing to look for this week, Luke, is I mean, it's Southern Miss, and we're going to win this game 63 to nothing. We already talked about it yesterday. This, this is going to be an annihilation, not because Alabama is the greatest team of all time. That was last year. Uh, no, it's because Alabama is a million miles better than Southern Miss. This is a bad Southern Miss team. It just makes sense that Alabama is going to beat Southern Miss worse than they've ever beaten Southern Miss because there's never been a wider gulf between the two programs as there is right now. So it's going to be an annihilation. But there is some drama here, and the drama for me is you got to make the personnel changes now. It makes no sense to get to Ole Miss week and go, you know what? We need a better playmaker in the slot. Let's go with JoJo. No, you do it against Southern Miss. You get everybody the dress rehearsal. You get everybody playing the new role before you play the dangerous team from Oxford. So what I'm looking for this weekend is the personnel changes to see if there's any. And, and you know, Nick Saban is – He's a guy who loves his veterans. He's a guy who, who trust is a big thing with him. He's also this, though. This is one thing about Nick. Everything I just said is true. This is also true. You can, you can all of a sudden become dead to Nick, and, and I'm sure he wouldn't say that in such abusive <laughs> terms about his own players. But I'm just saying you can become dead to Nick. And a perfect example is I can't even remember which, which crappy punter it was, but a couple seasons ago, we had a punter that just wasn't very good, and he had just his fourth or fifth bad punt in a row, and the camera cut to Nick Saban on the sidelines. And I knew that look, and that look was, that kid is now dead to Nick. We'll never see him again. <laughs> and that's, exact, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. And I, I'm not saying Slade is dead to Nick. Uh, that's too drastic considering how good Slade and how helpful Slade has been at times. But – I'm with you, Lou. I, I think that might have been a turning point. Uh, and, and Nick said, you know what, Slade, the reason you were playing over JoJo is because I trusted you, and now now I don't yeah. trust you anymore, so so why not go with the more explosive kid and Southern Miss is the week to do it. I would also <laughs> potentially Damian George to be at right tackle. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm interested. Is Dam- Maybe this sounds crazy and people will be against us, but – what about Damian Georgia right tackling Chris Owens back at center? I, I, I wouldn't rule that out entirely either, but I think there could be a change or two on that offensive line. I think we might see a little more Trey Sanders uh, than we, we saw none of him against Florida. I think there might be more of a concerted effort to see what Trey brings us in the run game. And defensively, uh, this is what I, I think might happen. Is Look, when, when DeMarco Hillams – is an every-down starter at safety next to Jordan Battle, that means that either Malachi Moore or Brian Branch is on the bench. One of them is on the bench when Helms is a safety starter. And I'm no Nick Saban, but I'm having a hard time believing that DeMarco Helms is a better football player than Malachi or that he's a better football player than Brian Branch. I won't be surprised this weekend to see Brian Branch at safety Alongside Jordan, alongside Jordan Battle, with Malachi back in a star position, or vice versa, Malachi at safety and Brian at star. But I, I just think if one of those three players has to be on the bench in regular and nickel, it should be Helms. That's that's my opinion. You know, 
one thing that goes completely unnoticed by this podcast, because I, it's sort of like if a tree falls in the forest, nobody's there to hear it kind of thing. But there are several times when Jimmy starts talking about something and then I have a joke come to mind. And little do I know that Jimmy is going to continue to talk for five minutes and then I forget the joke. <laughs> but I didn't forget <laughs> it this time <laughs> because my thought about uh, JoJo and Slade where you said, you know, hey, the reason Slade was playing because Nick trusted him, but uh, but if you can't trust him and JoJo's more explosive, I could see Slade going back to Nick this time and going, hey, you know, though, JoJo dropped a pass in that game too, even though it was sort of knocked from his hands. JoJo dropped a pass too, Coach. Nick will go, he did drop a pass, but he dropped it more explosively than you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a fresh yeah, he's a freshman slate. He's a he freshman. Drops. He and he gets dropped. His drops are more exciting than yours. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why that's so funny to me, but I can so I can so see Nick sitting at his like he calls Slade into his office, he hits the button, the door shuts, the the you know metal sheets come down over the windows, and everything that happens when Nick punches that button. And uh, hey, coach, yeah, you wanted to see me? I did. I wanted you to step into my office. Why is that, coach? Because you're freaking fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like something I about think it's like Slade Slade, you uh failed a uh test for weed, you're off the team. But uh but Will Anderson failed a test for weed too. <laughs> Will can smoke dope, Slade. You cannot. No. You're out. No. You're I out. wouldn't say Will you failed I wouldn't say you fa- failed it, Slade. I think Will passed with fine colors. <laughs> <laughs> Will was positive. Will was positive in his test. Yeah, we don't say Will Anderson failed at anything. Yeah, if I was Nick Saban, we see see nothing but positives with Will. (laughs) That would be my argument for any time anybody ever wanted to say something bad about Will Anderson. So, Will, you know, uh, Will Anderson didn't do this. He he didn't. uh, He's not a very good driver, but he did win the co-SEC Defensive Player of the Week at a time when Nick Saban's defense looked as bad as we've ever seen it. That's pretty good. Just means Will's Will's the best defensive player in the SEC when he doesn't even play great. That's what that means. It's so true. That's what that means. I mean, literal, literally, as in literally, Will didn't play great. He's still the best defensive player in this league. It's sort of like it's very reminiscent of, um, like you're having the Miss America pageant, and then just like somebody sees Sarah Jean Underwood sleeping in this on the sidewalk from a bender. And says, you want to get in this? We need a Miss Alabama. She's like, sure. She gets in there and wins it. They're like, how did she? Did, did, everybody else was made up. She didn't even have makeup on. It's Sarah Jean Underwood. What do you want me to do? I'm voting for Sarah Jean Underwood. <laughs> what are you, crazy? <laughs> um, but anyway, okay. that's going to do it for this episode. Um, God, I'm going to laugh about that JoJo Slade stuff all day long. I don't know about the rest of y'all. But uh, anywho, uh, we will be back tomorrow. And until then, roll tide. Roll tide.